Good morning, Laguna Beach. It's Craig here, Rainbow Radio, and it is a beautiful day here in Laguna Beach. It is uh, scheduled to be 71 degrees. I ordered it especially for you, for all my listeners. 71 degrees is uh, supposedly going to be the high, and this evening we have an event, a fabulous event, and it uh, should be in the um, range of around, let's see, around 55 to 60 degrees. That's at the beach. So you might be wondering what that event might be. There is a beach bonfire, compliments of Laguna Beach Pride, which is pride for all of the community, knows no limitations. It's very inclusive, kids and dogs and whoever else might want to show up for s'mores at the beach, watch the sun uh, uh, sunset and the moon come up. Uh, Moonrise is around 8 53 or something along that line. Uh, so it's Aliso Creek Beach. Uh, the meters do run, and uh, the event goes uh, from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. when the beach closes. So we'd probably go longer, but um, it closes at 10. So, but that's fine. It's a totally civilized hour on a Saturday night here in Laguna Beach. And let's get to the weather, as I always like to do uh, on Saturday morning, because after all, sometimes after a hectic week, that's all we want to know about is the weather. Uh, today, it is partly cloudy, low 49, and the highest is 71, as I said. Um, humidity, 72 degrees. So, you know, we keep our youthful appearance with all that humidity in the air. Lots of it today. It doesn't look like it. It's so clear out there. You can see for miles and uh, even... Uh, uh, even um, Catalina Island is very clear. So, uh, and then Sunday, the high is 61, mostly sunny. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we have some partly cloudy and um, chance of showers. Thursday, Friday, Saturday of uh, coming up, uh, it's sunny. So it's uh, a mixed bag this week. Let's say that's kind of a fair thing to say. I anywhere from uh, the highs, anywhere from the uh, 50s, uh, high 50s to high to low 70s uh, during the week. And a typical uh, weather of this time of year, no gloom, no fog, which we, we dearly appreciate here. want to thank our sponsors, um, Compass Realty, Mike Johnson and Chris Tibbet. And um, they're, they're, uh, they're, I know Chris, has kind of helped us organize an event comes up on April 5th. Speaking of, let me get the calendar out here. That'd probably be a good idea. Um, let's say there's a lot going on, particularly let's start with today. <laughs> let's start out with early today. Today, uh, if you're not aware, um, there was some fairly controversial art that was put up in downtown Laguna and uh, due to some, uh, Concerns it was moved to a new location in the venue, and it's called Peaceful Protest Exhibit by Allison Allen. If you're not familiar with it, it you can. There's quite an article about it in Stu News, but uh, it is moved to uh, to be have their premiere at Bridge Hall at the neighborhood congr congregational church. It's 340 Saint Anne's Drive here in Laguna Beach. There's an opening reception today at 2.30, and it lasts till 5. So you can go there from 2.30 to 5, and then you can run over to Aliso Beach to the Laguna Beach Prides event. Um, uh, but let's, but let's, I'm getting ahead of myself. The reception this Saturday, today, at 2.30, the artist will speak at 4 p.m. and kind of explain, I, I believe, the message behind the art, which is always very interesting. I would think you can always look at the art, but, what truly is the fascinating or I guess the thing that um, with any art that pushes the buttons and, and piques the emotion is the message behind it. And often that's under multiple layers and often the artist has to have some input and maybe enlightenment uh, to the viewer. So that's going to happen today with um, the artist and who is the artist's name? Um, this says artists will speak. Oh, Allison Allen is the artist. 
So uh, it's a community art project. Is pleased to announce that Alice and Alan, uh, an exquisite story quilts, have found a beautiful new home just days after being removed from the CPAP gallery at the local Wells Fargo Bank Branch upon instructions from Wells Fargo Management. The quilts address important topics including gun violence, global warming, misogyny, BLM, Black Lives Matter, immigration, human trafficking, LGBTQ rights, and other pressing social issues facing the world. So, um, uh, Pastor Roderick of the um, Neighborhood Congregational uh, Church uh, stepped forward and said, maybe this is something that would be appropriate in our space. Um as, as opposed to a commercial space, a community space. So uh, the exhibit has been brought over to uh, Ridge Hall, and it's going to be on display through April 24th. So that's quite a while. I know uh, you have multiple chances to see it, but anyway, to meet the artist is today and to ask some questions about it. Now, I mean, how could you go wrong? It's... Uh, important topics about gun violence, global warming, misogyny, Black Lives Matter, immigration, human trafficking, LGBTQ rights, and other pressing social issues that face the world. And we certainly have a lot of social issues facing the world. You can be on either side of the aisle on all those issues and have an opinion, but this art is kind of focusing on those issues. And, and it's an opportunity to meet the artist and others that... Uh, probably share some concerns. So uh, it's called Peaceful Protest Exhibit. So that's today, and that's not far off today. What time is it? It's 9-11. Actually, it's 9-12 now. And uh, you still have time to have breakfast, a couple cups of coffee, pull yourself together and get down to St. Anne's uh, Drive, which is uh, on... The church actually runs along Glen Eyre, across from the women's club there. But St. Anne and Glen Eyre Street here in lovely Laguna Beach. Now on to the bonfire. That is tonight. And for many, well, for two or three years, but not the last two years, <laughs> Laguna Beach Pride has had an event on the beach, which has always been well attended and much appreciated, where it's a no cost. Just show up if you want. Bring your friends if you want. Bring your family, your kids, your dogs. Show up at the beach. Uh, watch the sunset. Say hello to your friends. Um, have a s'more. There'll be a bonfire. Cuddle up. Bring a, bring a beach chair, which is always a good thing. And sit down around the fire and have some good friends and camaraderie and all the other good things that come along with uh, living in a lovely beach community and sharing and sharing the love of the community and your friends. What a wonderful thing to do on a Saturday evening, early in the evening. It still gives you time to go out if you're so inclined uh, and uh, party the rest of the night. But it's great that we're doing this again. It's been revived after a two-year hiatus. And uh, for people to meet outdoors, if they're concerned, still concerned about uh that horrible crud, I don't know what else to say, that we've been concerned about for so many years and so much time. And it's a great chance to exercise your social social skills once again, because they have been not being used a lot lately. Uh, at least I can say for myself, uh, when you don't um, have any much one-on-one, -on -one, you know, Zoom, yeah, of course, but uh, so this is a great opportunity to get together, and it's for everyone. There are no limitations. And so that's Beach Bonfire tonight, Aliso Beach, which is uh, heading south on PCH from downtown Laguna. And uh, it's a main, it's one of the main beaches here in Laguna, Aliso Beach. Uh, it is from 5 until 10 p.m. It's a public beach, so anyone can come. Lots of parking. If the parking lot is full, there's additional parking on the inland side of PCH. And there's a walkway under PCH to get, so you don't have to fight the, the traffic on PCH. It's a very safe uh, environment. And it goes until 10 p.m. I will caution you that there is uh, no alcohol, so you need to be very uh, aware of that. And um, 
their parking meters do run until 10. So you do need to feed the meter uh, when you arrive and be, be careful of that, those two things. But aside from those two things, it's fabulous, okay? And you heard it here first on KXFM and Rainbow Radio. So that's what's going on um, on this evening. Uh, coming up, uh, March 5th, Patriots Day Parade. Uh, if you're not familiar with Patriots Day Parade, uh, it's an, an event that the city of Laguna Beach and many communities um, have uh, a Patriots Day, as I've, I have found out. But particularly Laguna Beach, it's to celebrate American patriots. And it's an inclusive, diverse group across all crossing all barriers and 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 represents much of what Laguna Beach is all about its heritage and culture and it's free and so Laguna Beach Heritage and Culture Committee as it's known now which is a part of Laguna Beach Pride uh, this committee has put together uh, uh, as they have in the past another get-together of some rainbow flags and people uh, together marching in the in the parade. Uh, there will we will have music and plenty of rainbow flags. And if you want to show up and show your colors and your diversity and your support of diversity and uh, an inclusive culture, uh, please do. Uh, there's lots of details on the website for Laguna Beach Pride. Just go to lagunabeachpride.org. And uh, click on to upcoming events. You'll see all the details there, where to meet. It only lasts for a couple hours. And then usually afterwards, people go out to lunch or whatever on their own and and wrap it up. And the, the, the parade's fairly short. There is a reviewing stand. They do announce the people in the parade, um, the organizations, that is. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, as they pass the review stand. And then it's over. It kind of, as quick as it starts, it's over. It's, but it's a lot of fun and a lot of chance to meet new people. You can RSVP on our website. So we kind of know how many people are showing up, which would be nice. We will have uh, some music for our seg section, some, probably some good dance music, maybe. So wear your stilettos or your Adidas or whatever shoes that you're comfortable in. <laughs> and, and, and be fabulous. <laughs> please, <laughs> and show up uh, and support the community and LGBTQ heritage. Heritage and Culture Committee is an organization that works hard to preserve and represent the, the diverse culture of Laguna Beach in everything with businesses and uh, civic organizations, nonprofits, uh, whatever, uh, with policy and um, policies of inclusion and uh, excuse me, and everything that goes along with that. I may have to take a break here. I'm losing my voice. Excuse me. So that's the Patriots Day Parade. Um, in uh, Coming up in April, and now see, we're moving around. So we have February, and we have March, and we have April. There's going to be a spring social wine tasting silent auction charity event at Bridge Hall, which... Um, it's kind of a, a venue that's kind of been sitting on the sidelines for a few years, not in the mainstream. I don't think it's been sitting, but not in the mainstream, perhaps. And there will be a, uh, a wine tasting, and that's sponsored by um, Bridge Hall and Laguna Beach Pride. So there'll be more details on that, and you can find more about that on, LG, on uh, lagunabeachpride.org. And then, of course, the Laguna Beach Pride Festival. That's still in the planning stage. We are going to have one, but there's kind of a catch with it. We're kind of holding on to see what all the big boys are doing and how we can fit in most uh, effectively. Uh, in other words, we need to see what uh, L.A. Pride and San Diego Pride and all the others are settling on and where we can best fit in. Uh, we're not one of the big boys, uh, admittedly so, uh, so if we pick a date, they're not going to work around us. So we kind of need to work around them. And when things have settled a little, a little more, we will have a date and we will be fabulous. <laughs> uh, trust me, we will be very fabulous. So that's Laguna Beach Pride. That's all the news we have on Laguna Beach Pride. And there's a lot planned. 
uh, your organization, your local organization. If you want to volunteer for any of the of the events from Laguna Beach Pride, meet new friends, have a great social life, <laughs> and all that goes with it, just go to lagunabeachpride.org and click volunteers and you can fill a little form out there tell them what you might be good at what you're interested in all those things and uh from that then you can um uh we will get the information and we'll have it on file and contact you so yeah it's fun we have we've had some really great volunteers in the past and hopefully we'll have many many more so a good way to uh, have fun this summer the summer of pride so we're going to take a short music break and we'll be back with on this day in history Everybody's dead. 
That's what we'll be doing tonight at um, Liso Creek Beach, dancing in the moonlight or uh, eating s'mores and hanging out with our friends. So, And don't miss it. That starts at 5 p.m. Moon, moonrise is around 8 o'clock, uh, somewhere in that hour. And uh, we wrap it up around 10. So don't forget. And now, ladies and gentlemen, on this day in history, starting with today, February, February whoever decide how to spell February should be incarcerated, February. <laughs> anyway, Feb February, as most of us pronounce it. In 1974, I digress, Pat Collins' show, a morning program in New York's WCBS, broadcasts live, get this, from the Continental Baths. <laughs> this is in 74. Now, is that like earth-shattering crazy news in 1974. <laughs> the station only receives one complaint about the episode. Wow. New York. <laughs> I guess uh, they were, well, they probably did it at 5 o'clock in the morning and no one was listening. Who knows? Because <laughs> uh, it was 1974. Moving on to February 20th, in 1982, an article in the medicine journal Lancet suggests that there is evidence showing uh, inhaling poppers damages the immune system. Oh, that's when we were looking for anything uh, to explain uh, what was happening. Um, I don't know if they've uh, changed. That's changed. But anyway, that's what was going on in 1982. In 2004, Victoria Dunlap, a Republican county clerk for rural Sandoval County, New Mexico began issuing marriage licenses to same-sex couples, citing lack of legal grounds for denial. And that is a Republican, folks. She really came across the aisle. <laughs> oh, I should, I guess I'm being a little uh, prejudiced there. But uh, yeah, anyway, Victoria, thank you. <laughs> In 2004, King Norodom Chinook, and wow, I didn't even butcher that name, constitutional monarch of Cambodia, declared that he thought his country should legalize same-sex marriage. He said it reached this conclusion after watching footage of same-sex couples marry in San Francisco. He also stated that transvestites should be well-treated in Cambodia. Wow. King, thank you. Norodom. 
King Norodom. Ah, I see, I could put Cambodia on my tourist list. Yeah, okay. Moving on to February 21st on L in LGBTQ history. In 1903, that's before my time, Joe, you know. That's my friend Joe in, in Payson, Arizona. I have friends all over in these little odd enclaves in the world. In 1903, New York City police conducted the first United States recorded raid on a gay bathhouse, the Ersten Hotel Baths. 26 men were arrested, 12 brought to trial on sodomy charges, seven men received sentences ranging from four to 20 years in prison. My Lovely, just lovely, but that was 1903, over 100 years ago, over, over 115 years ago, more than that. <clears throat> Moving forward into 1976, a Detroit jury awards more than $200,000 in damages to a man who contends that he was turned into a homosexual by a 1975 automobile accident in which his car was rear-ended by another vehicle. I have cannot I cannot fathom how a jury could decide that a car accident could turn someone gay. I mean I would like to hear the medical explanation of how that happened. What the argument was in court. Well, I got rear-ended. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Uh, no, that would not. Come on. <laughs> 1976. I think things have changed since then. But $200,000. <clears> yeah, very litigious world we live in. And, and February 22nd in 1892. And again, Joe, that's before my time. Popular openly, openly bisexual poet Edna St. Vincent Millery is born. And in 1979, Studio 54, oh, we've all heard about that. I read about that in history books. Throws a gala, 52nd birthday party for closeted gay attorney and former McCarthyite Roy Cohn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The event draws several hundreds of the city's luminaries, including Donald Trump, Barbara Walters, members of both Democratic and Republican parties, and most of the city's elected officials. Well, doesn't that just beat all? In 1987, Andy Warhol dies at the age of 58. Okay, moving on to February 23rd. In 1977, after a television producer cancels plans to develop a weekly series around her, Anita Bryant complains at the press, to the press, that she is being blacklisted in Hollywood because of her crusade against homosexuals. Well, could could well have been. Wasn't a popular maybe maybe what she was doing just wasn't real popular with the masses. Had she thought of that? Was it oh, I don't know. In February twenty-fourth, moving along, oh another favorite of mine, Jerry Falwell, <laughs> is hit in the face with two fruit pies. Yeah, see, he'd get two, and he'd only got one. Um, by protester at the annual convention for the Bible Baptist Fellowship. In 2004, President George W. Bush announces that he supports a constitutional amendment to ban same-sex marriage. Love you, George W. Uh, that was uh, to, I'm sure to both, I don't know. Anything they'll say to get a few extra votes, I don't know that. They necessarily believe it, but if they think it'll get them a few votes, that's what they say. And February 25th, on the, on the last day of this day in history on today's program, in 1982, Wisconsin becomes the first state in the U.S. to enact a statewide gay rights statute. 82, Wisconsin. Hmm. In 1983, Tennessee William dies at the age of 71 in his suite at the Hotel Elise in New York City. And that is all we have for on this day in history. <laughs> and we have we do have a lot of news coming up. 
But, uh, you know, as I've been doing lately, getting a little more music in uh, because, Craig, you don't play enough music. You talk too much. No. <laughs> I have lots of critics out there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's just the goes with, you know, being so rich and famous. So, uh yeah, let's uh, let's do one more uh, song here, and we're kind of come back. There is some earth-shattering news here um, that I, I want to share with you this week. But um, do plan on uh, digging out your beach chair for tonight. Dust it off. It's fun to have a beach chair. Put it near the fire pit. Put your feet up on the fire pit ring. Keep them warm and toasty. It is will be a little chilly, so you probably want to bring a. Well, the, I, some people bring sleeping bags and wrap themselves up in it, uh, but you might bring a you know, nice warm jacket or comforter, whatever, whatever razzes your berries. Neon Cassettes and Hold Me is the name of that tune. Um, I have an article that I found ye uh, yesterday, actually the day before, and it comes from Africa. And I, I, I know I know we're in Laguna Beach, and maybe things in Africa don't sound real relevant, and I, I do go on about it a little bit much. 
and it's nice to keep things local, but this is global, this next article, I feel, because it's about culture, and culture is everywhere, right? It's omnipresent. Um, and, and it's an argument that I've talked about a couple of times on the station, and it has to do with, uh, it has to do with the gay element in, in our culture across many cultures. I've talked about in Hawaii prior to being colonialized and uh, uh, the religion coming that being gay was considered uh, an acceptable part of their culture. In fact, it was it was regarded as an important part and a special person. And Native Americans had a similar attitude that you had the spirits of both uh, male and female and in one person. And it wasn't necessarily praised or but it was not necessarily challenged or shunned it was uh, no big deal and so there's many cultures so this in africa this uh, happened this last week uh, and i found it i felt it was worth it this happened on the 12th of this month religious studies scholar david tongo tong how nongong recently made the argument on the uh, on the Africa is a country website that the roots of the African homophobia might be found in African indigenous religious religions rather than in the religions that followed later. I don't necessarily want to offer a counter argument, but I do want to think alongside perhaps uh, to trouble and extend some of these contentions. What if our starting place is to claim that Africa has always been queer? This would be to claim a queer Africa that is simultaneously homophobic, drawing on the reading of queer that both includes alternative uh, fluid sexualities and exceeds them. To be queer and to be oriented away from the norm, to live askance, borrowing from Sarah Ahmed's queer uh, phenomenography, Ology, excuse me, I cast Africans as queerly oriented to normative codes of being because the normal is, uh, because to be normal is to be Western European, North American, male, white, middle class, able bodied, and heterosexual. All our attempts to norma normativity fail. We live in queer failure. We are oddities of the global north. We are barely human. We're drone boatloads. We are drowned in boatloads while crossing the Mediterranean. We drown in boatloads while crossing the Mediterranean, and the world carries on without missing a beat. So, no, we are not normal. We are not. We do not aspire to normalcy. If we narrow the gaze and focus on sexuality on this score, too, we are queer. To claim a queer orientation would require to accept. The proposition that spiritual life of ancestral relevance can't be, can't have been, and is not intrinsically homophobic. Modern coupling is not a natural state, but a social artifact popularized and propagated by organized global <clears throat> religion and modernity. Modernity uh, to assume one partner of an opposite sex as default would be to think of history too narrowly and to persistent and to from a presentist lens to suggest that indigenous Africa spiritually sowed the seeds of today's homophobia is to unsee how pervasively queer we are. It is to turn away from our flow that eschews straight lines indigenous Africa spiritually is steeped in queerness. It defies centuries of derision. Wow. That's what I say. <laughs> so take that, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> oh my, now, now, now onto something a little more. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I, I find that religion often, too often, I shouldn't say often, but too often prescribes things uh, uh, for its own good and not for natural history. Anyway, um, or real reality, uh, but, but I digress. Let's not go there right now. 
Okay. Uh, this I found interesting. Three found guilty of gang raping a gay man in a landmark verdict for South Africa. Here we are back to South Africa. Sorry, folks, but here we are. But I found this interesting because I, you know, mechanically, if some guy rapes another guy, but they're not, but they're straight, I just, I have a hard time getting my brain around how that could happen. I mean, you'd have to be, have some level of attraction to perform the function, I would think. You know, but I'm, you know, I'm not a mad scientist, but three were found guilty. Uh, three men have been found guilty of the gang rape of a gay man in South Africa. And I don't make fun of that. That's a horrible thing. Uh, the first time the country has issued a guilty verdict in a male rape case, Austin Fritz, Rodney Bukas, and Peter John Adams were due to be sentenced Monday the 7th of February, but the hearing has been postponed until 1st of March. The trio kidnapped a young gay man in Western Cape's uh, Saris region on August 17th, on August 2017, and repeatedly raped him. Lawyers toward, told the Wor Worcester Regional Court. It also emerged that one of the three men was a minor at the time of the attack, and he already had a criminal record for violent crime. The judge was told it was the second time the victim had been targeted by the trio, but that the but uh, he had not reported the first attack. The young gay man uh, gang, gang raped by three straight men, and all three had been found guilty of kidnapping and rape, which was a great win for us. Sharon Cox from LGBTQ outreach organization, the Triangle Project. Anyway, I just had to toss that in there because I just wonder, you know, I don't know, what, what do I know? <laughs> And I found this uh, interesting in Australia. I, we go to Australia quite a bit on this program. But um, there's, an, there's a, before their court, they're trying to decide whether religious organizations can fire teachers that are gay. That, so the, the religious schools have the right to fire teachers that are gay. And so they did a poll of the uh, communities in uh, Australia, and 19% of the people agree only 19% of the people uh, feel that the religious schools sh uh, should be able to fire LGBTQ teachers. I found that interesting. So in, in other words, what would that be? <laughs> 19 from be 81% uh, believe that um, they shouldn't be able to fire LGBTQ teachers which um, I wish it were more, actually. Okay, now this was kind of interesting. Uh, Isle of Man, M-A-N, to pardon men <laughs> convicted of homosexual acts. How about that? So I'm kind of curious. I thought, where is the Isle of Man? I've heard of it before. Well, so inquiring minds want to know. It is, uh, has a population of 85,000, and it has only three-star hotels. It doesn't have any more than three-star. The, the Isle of Man is a self-governing British crown dependency in the Irish Sea between England and Ireland. So it's kind of an island kind of thing. It's known for its rugged coastline, medieval castles, and rural landscape. Rising to a mountainous center in the capital, Douglas, the Mannix Museum traces the island's Celtic and Viking heritage. Ooh, how rugged. The Isle of Man. TT is a major annual cross-country motorcycle race around the island. So I suppose like Hawaii has the Ironman, they have the TT cross-country motorcycle race. Well, a little different, but <laughs> at least they have an annual event. Population of 85,000. So the Isle of Man, uh, men who have been convicted of homosexual acts on the Isle of Man will automatically be pardoned later this year in what campaigners said was a long overdue and necessary change in law. Absolutely. Homosexuality was decriminalized on the Isle of Man in 1992, and the first gay pride event took place last summer. Last summer? Took them that long? <laughs> Jane Poole Wilson, a home affairs minister, and said the new legislation would come into force in June at the latest. The new act will pardon those convicted of historical sexual offense if the act is 
in question or are no longer a crime. While the pardons will be automatic, people have to apply for the start convictions struck from their records in a disregard process. Oh, my. Um, they no longer have to shoulder the burden of guilt. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> so if you were convicted in the Isle of Man of being a homosexual, you, you're being pardoned, and that's good news. And it be struck from the record. Um, so this uh, don't say gay bill is still going on in Florida, back to the United States. And in Russia, they are trying to, uh, they're attempting to shut down prominent LGBT rights groups. I didn't even think that Russia had any LGBT rights group that they would, but they do, and they're trying to shut them down. Russian government made an unsuccessful attempt to shut down one of the country's largest and most prominent LGBTQ rights groups, but human rights advocates say there are likely more attempts on the horizon. A court in St. Petersburg sidelined the, side the lawsuit uh, that had been filed by Russia's Justice Ministry on Tuesday. So the Justice Department filed the lawsuit. Lovely. The suit accused the Russian LGBT network of spreading LGBT views. <gasps> we are so fortunate here. We can have our views. And engaging in activities that go against traditional values, whatever that is, yes. In the suit, Russian officials said they want to liquidate the Sphere Foundation. I guess that's the LGBTQ one. The legal group that operates the LGBTQ organization. Tanya Lakshina, Associate Director of Human Rights Watch Europe and Central Asia Division, said she expects Russian officials to ask the court to reconsider the case. It's good news for the immediate future. Lokashina said the court's decision not to act in the lawsuit. Their final step failed, but I don't think they're going to give up because what happened in this sink will, with the ongoing very disturbing trend is stifling independent voices in Russia. Well, I guess, I guess it will be continued, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So uh, on to Cuba. Boy, we're global today. <laughs> uh, Cuba's first gay hotel reopens. It kind of was shuttered during COVID, but it reopened. But there's also a lot of other stuff going on in Cuba, unfortunately, uh, that it's less gay friendly, but at the same time, they opened up a gay hotel. It's kind of a paradox. As members of the press arrive for a government-organized um, tour of a luxury hotel on the Cuban beach resort of Cayo Guillermo, Guillermo, Cayo Guillermo, they were greeted by a dance troupe in fishnet tights and high heels. Um, above the entrance, the rainbow flag, the international symbol of gay pride, fluttered in the warm Caribbean or Caribbean, whatever you want, breeze. The Rainbow Hotel, described as Cuba's first LGBTQ hotel, reopened in December. While guests enjoyed the five-star service by the pool or a walk around the pristine sands, Cuba had not, has not always been a welcoming, been so welcome to the gay community. In the early part of the communist leader, Fidel Castro's rule, homosexual men and women were sent to work in camps for supposed re-education. Mm, that's interesting. It's supposed to be like conversion, their version of conversion therapy. Of course, since those dark days, attitudes on the island have markedly improved. The Cuban government and MGM Mutha Hotels, the companies behind the Rainbow Hotels, say it exemplifies the change in attitude. But if you read on further and go into depth into the article, there is a major back. Uh, yeah. When the coronavirus struck and they uh, struck and it lay empty and unused for the next two years. Now, uh, though tourists are arriving, it's nice to be able to put in place and feel welcome and for you to be encouraged. Um, 
Well, you know, I, I won't diminish the progress, and that's great. In, in Cuba, as some people say, and uh, yeah, there's a, a gay hotel. They may want the gay dollar. Okay, and now moving on to the United States. How about that? Oh, I got to wrap it up here. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to squeeze this one in and then I got to wrap it up. Parishioners were pushing, worshiping the St. Charles uh, Catholic Church in Harlem are greeted by a framed portrait of Martin Luther King Jr., a Baptist minister named for his rebellious 16th century German priest excommunicated from the Catholic Church. Black gay priest in New York City challenges Catholicism Catholic from within. So essentially, he vocally disagrees with the church's doctrine on same-sex relations, instead advocating for full inclusion of LGBTQ Catholics within the church. So he's really uh, stepping out there from within the church to say that we need to change the church. And that's in New York. So while other countries are trying to ban homosexuals, we're trying, we're, we've, we're beyond that. We're trying to change religion in the church. So anyway, you know, thank you for tuning in. Remember tonight, the beach bonfire is where you need to be. Bring your, your beach chair or your lawn chair or your foam pad and sit down on the beach and put your feet against the, the fire ring and keep them warm and toasty. Have some s'mores and enjoy your friends and rekindle uh, friendships and um, exercise your social skills. That's what I say. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. It's Craig KXFM 104.7 Rainbow Radio for taking it away. And Ida May will be here with her two hours of fun and festivities coming up. Uh, don't forget uh, to, to stop by uh, Bridge Hall for the uh, to meet the artists behind the art uh, that is on display there as well. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Close your eyes with what's not